The show will begin in five. Four. Three. Two. One. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We're about to change the game. We all get taken names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. We're about to change the game. We all get taken names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. Hit for it, hit for it, die. Giving them all that we got. Kick on the door, try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it more. What is going on, everybody? Before we get started, my name is Scott, and I'm a CrossFit junkie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair I, enough. I have watched streaming CrossFit from 9 a.m. to eight, almost 8 p.m. Um, that is what I think it was like 10 and a half hours straight. Love it. That's Love ridiculous. It. Ridiculous. I, I, need, I need help. Nah. You're good. There's worse things to do with your time. Yeah. Uh, I should have been working today. Um, <laughs> so so the state of Ohio didn't get a whole lot out of me today, but um, I'm going to be able to tell you everything that happened at Crash Crucible. So Kenneth Talap says, Coach Krispy Kreme. What's we, up? We got to figure out that nickname. I'm not sure I'm that's the it. best uh, marketing slogan. Yeah. That's probably true. That's probably uh, true. So, and then we have Damien in the chat. We have Christopher Alfred in the chat. He said he did it too. So uh, at least I'm not the lone addict. So let's, um, let's open the show with Jamie. You competed today. Um, it started with the pegboards, which you had never done before today. Mm-hmm. And you didn't fail on any of them. Um, you and then it went into gosh, it's it's it seems like days ago. So it was pegboard into something Ski. skier Ski. skier, and then searcher carry searcher carry searcher carry. Yeah, now it now it all's come back to me. It's all come back to me. Yeah. So um, a lot of implements that you hadn't really done a lot of before. Um, mm-hmm. How did it? How did you feel it went? Good. I mean, you kind of like going in and just trying to trust your fitness and uh, like unsure per- how to pace perfectly because you haven't done that impl- the pegboard implement. Like I didn't want to blow up. And so it's just kind of figuring that out on the fly. Um, yeah. Let me ask you that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll t- ask you that question after we get to the next one. So you get through that. I thought you looked strong the whole way through. Um, you got a lot of play on the stream because of your CEO shirt, of course, <laughs> that made them cover you quite a bit. Um, and then you you rest for a little bit and you come back to an event where you get to run and uh, you get to do GHDs, which are are strengths of yours, but then it's a flip sled that you've never really touched. Yeah. Yeah. And so they did focus on the difference in techniques and how yours was different than some of the other competitors. Literally everybody. (laughs) 
Well, no, th- there was there were other people that did it like you, but it, but they were fewer in, in the in the crowd. So, it, was that just the way it worked for you, or if you had some time with it, do you think you'd switch your technique? Um, I think I definitely would try to figure out a better. So I think when I tried it yesterday, I just assumed I didn't have enough power to like pop it up. So I just like went with that. But I do feel like with time on that implement, I would figure it out. So Tristan, you get to see Jamie live in person for the first time as her coach. You see her with like on an apparatus like this that she's not really ever touched. Um, what are your thoughts? Is it just taking mental note of things that you guys can do to work on that? Or is it um, just confidence or just time? I think with the flip sled in particular, it was just more finding a way this weekend for her to move it as efficiently as possible with the most consistency. Um, But there is some takeaways in terms of practicing something like that kind of getting that hip extension to get it up onto her shoulders but also with an implement like that like height and leverage and weight like really play into how people move it so i don't think the way she moved it today was inherently super inefficient for for the best way she'll be able to move it eventually Um, it's just one of those things where it's a long apparatus and her levers aren't the longest. So her kind of doing that hand switch to get more leverage, to push it up and then push it over is not the most inefficient way to go about it for her. We have a question from Judy Reed. Um, what other implement could you use to recreate that if you don't have a flip? The easy answer is a tire, but the thing with a tire is they're not that tall. So it's, unless you get a really huge, huge tire or you're somebody who's very, very, very short, um, it's not going to give you that same, like getting it up overhead. Um, I don't know from a, in a simple gym environment, it probably would get a similar stimulus as like a really heavy clean and jerk for somebody. If they did, pretty heavy clean and jerk singles. Um, But it's just a little bit of like this odd combination of cleaning it up, getting it up overhead, and then having to drive it forward as you're walking forward and then getting back set low. So it's its own unique little implement, I think. Yeah. and Or you could come visit me at CrossFit Polaris and flip the pig. Or that. that. Yeah. If you have a pig, then you're good to go. So... Yeah, we have one. It doesn't get used very often, but we have one. I bet not. Um, okay, so so overall in the day, um, you end up finishing sixth in in your division uh, with performance score. You have eighty three point three two points. You're only two points out of less than two points out of fifth. Um, and 15 points, 20 points out of fourth. So do you, do you have confidence tomorrow that you could, um, make some moves or in, in all honesty, like 
and if these if our audience watched the stream like that that masters division was stacked there yeah. are games athletes in that division there are longtime regional athletes in that division there are team athletes in that division that and it is it was obvious that that was a class of athletes because when you'd get the next four heats of individual elites like they were they were failing pegboards and they were failing flip sleds and and nobody did that in the masters division nope. so it was um it's a master class it literally a master's yeah. class um and carolyn the, that up. yeah carolyn says there are scores from that division that would do very well in the elite division the girl in first and masters would be in first overall not just do very well would be winning the entire thing correct yeah it's it's crazy and she actually um brian talked to her at some point and he said that she had stated she should have went elite like she's actually yeah. regretting being in the masters division yeah i yeah i mean i'm actually hoping i talked to tyler a little bit today that they just do an overall leaderboard since we're all doing the same workouts anyway um like because i don't know if there's a payout difference from elite to masters and if there is like i yeah i totally agree she deserves to be slid over into that and win it like if she wins yeah. i mean i don't know how she's gonna finish out right and the, the assumption was on the stream that there is a different payout but it, it was more of an assumption than uh, than some fact so here's my question to you, right? And this is something that I, there was only four in each heat today. You have this performance-based scoring, which we talked about last night. Every second matters. And when you can't see people that you're close with to make up, to make up the little differences, it makes a big impact on the scoreboard, right? Like, I'm not saying you'd beat Caroline Klutz in a, in a race, but, no. but you could see Mackenzie Riley and, or you could see, um, well, you, Holly Henderson and maybe be able to catch up some seconds because every second is a point, mm -hmm. right? So how much do you think that impacted the way you performed today on the leaderboard? Do you think if you would have seen someone really, really close to you, you might've pushed a little more, or do you think you you gave it everything you had i feel like i'm kind of, like i don't know if somebody was closer to me i was in like no man's land in that workout and that does suck um i'm still trying to move hard because i am aware that there's another heat but more, i think more so for them they have a time they know what to pace it's not me it's them they're getting an advantage huge huge Performance scoring, if you're in the second or later heats with performance scoring, it's even more of an advantage than with a regular leaderboard. Like, because whether you know the time you need to beat, or if you know you're just padding time between the next best score, like, the more time you put between you and the next best score is beneficial. But at a certain point, you still don't have to, like, wax yourself, and you can just cruise it in with a two point lead on the last score or a two minute lead on the last score and you're just banking points 
so if you're in later heats with performance scoring, I think it's even more of an advantage than a regular field or a regular scoring system. Yeah, Carolyn Prevost said the P score is also tough in a small field. Yeah, it's disastrous. Because I'm, you're gonna have more this, outliers, right? So I'm struggling with this P score in general for the whole comp. I, you can't tell me that like eleven people got a zero, but like somebody may have done four flip suds and somebody may have done two or three. You can't tell me that someone doesn't deserve like 12 points and someone eight and like just giving 11 people zero makes no sense to me. Z score makes perfect sense for me. P score, not, I'm not on board with it, especially for our masters with the, with only eight people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I understand the math behind it. Basically what they're saying is. So the, what, what they're accounting for is outliers in the bad way, right? They become zeros because they're not relevant to the score. That is the theory. Let me finish. I, I, I see your wheels working. <laughs> but they have not accounted for the outliers on the top end. And that's what's happening in your small field. You have an outlier at, that keeps taking first. And it's driving a bunch of zeros because she is so far above the mean. Or she messes, whatever it is. She's so far above the mean that people can't compete. I think we have less zeros in ours, but yeah, it because of the, I mean, because she's so far ahead, it makes That's the other funny. end. So we have less zeros. But um, I don't like looking at the overall leaderboard. I think I like I'd be mad if I had done more work than somebody and I got a zero. Yeah. So, so let's go through the leaderboard. And then, did you guys get to watch any of the other competition? Yeah, we stayed and watched a bit. So, in your in your division, we have Caroline Klutz in first, Hannah Oakley in second, Holly Henderson in third. Um. And then, as we said, you're in sixth, uh, but pretty close to fifth and fourth. Um, and with this kind of scoring, one slip up, like if someone missed a pegboard, th their P score went in the toilet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bill Lee, he failed his he failed his last pegboard twice, and he got like eight points. Yeah. So, um, and then in Masters men, uh, Hudson Fricky is in first place. Uh, yeah. Easy Muhammad is in second, Mark, Mark Hutchinson in third, and Kyle Ruth closely behind in fourth. And I like Kyle, so I'm going to mention his name. Um, so, yeah. And then um, let's go to the elites real quick. Elite female. Um, again, I was, I was actually stunned how many people were failing pegboards um, in the elite division. Uh, Lydia Fish is in first place. She took a fourth and a second. Um, what I got to tell you, what's really cool for me is we have interviewed so many of these athletes through the semifinal interviews in the last two years. Like I know so many more of these uh, individuals than, um, than I thought I would. And so mm -hmm. my rooting interest is, is really crazy and it made it fun to do the heat one app so much fun. Um, 
I want to see what's uh, so someone could finish the whole comp. Seema says, so someone could finish the whole comp and have all zeros and not get any points. That's demoralizing. That is a complete possibility. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So in that division, like I think the favorites going in were Chloe Wilson, um, Aaliyah Miller, and the surprises were that they were not. Um, they are not the leaders after this. In fact, Aaliyah may have zero points at this point of the competition. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, no, she got 28 points on the last event, 29 points. Oh. So she is in 28th place. Um, who else? Uh, Calista Lang was a favorite of mine. Um, I, she almost qualified for the games two years ago in the Atlas games, and she's in 22nd place. Um, and then Chloe's in 15th with a 10th and a 19th. Even Ashley Shoemaker, like she's been a semifinal athlete the last couple of years, and she's sitting in 14th. I, I will say... The set. I didn't watch the elite ladies do the first event all through all the heats, but we watched almost all the heats of the second event. A lot of those ladies did not know what was going to happen to them on the fourth round of that workout. Yeah. They were cooking through rounds one and two, and the end of the round three and round four hit them like a truck. I agree. Um, and you could see it on the flip sled. It just, the pauses became a lot longer. So how, how did that feel for you, Jamie, on the fourth round? You looked, you looked just as good on the fourth round as you did on the other three. Did you pace it yeah, right? I, I think so. <laughs> I don't know my split. I, <clears throat> I mean, you look strong throughout that whole, again, that whole master's field looked good. And I think it was, that's what the shock was when you got to the elites. Cause then when they came in for that fourth round, it was almost like a, like they hit a brick wall. Think about these tests though. And think about like, cause Jamie and I discussed this a little bit. Cause we were talking about the same thing before we left the venue earlier. Like a, a lot of the ladies and the, and the guys in the open division, like they're very, very, very fit, but they've been to semis a couple times, maybe, you know, maybe some other high level competitions. And then you've got these masters fields, like they've been to semis five times or the games once or twice, or they've just been in the game for, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Like they're just so much more aware. They've probably done these kind of workouts before tested games, workouts for fun, done them at the games. And I think that's why you're seeing the masters athletes just not have the slip ups and pacing, the fumbles on equipment, like the pegboard, like figuring out how to manage a flip slip. Like Jamie beat a would have beaten a lot of women in the open division who are notably stronger than her and this, that, and the other, but she has been doing this thing a long time. She understands, like, okay, I just have to grind through this movement, make up my ground here. I need to pace this run appropriately. And I think the masters are putting on 
a, a, a clinic, at least today, on how to approach really, really hard workouts and pace them appropriately. Yeah, I, I see that completely. And as you were talking, I thought like a lot of these people in the elite division are trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. And so a lot of them went out balls on fire um, and it, and it paid, they paid for it in that last round. Well, I mean, it's a consequence of the way JR has twisted these workouts. Like that's something else Jamie and I were talking about. Like if you hit that limit, if you red line or, you know, just hit muscle failure or something like that in these workouts, it's open. Like it's a wrap, especially with like that flip sled workout. Like, the deadlift version from regionals, it's a heavy deadlift and it's hard, but you can kind of figure out a deadlift when you're pretty jacked up. Like that flip sled is going to eat up a lot more time and energy when you're, when you're redlined. I don't know if you guys saw this in the men's elite, a guy got his shirt caught in the flip sled and went over with the sled and they and then they started talking about how that happens frequently with a flip sled. And if you're not used to it, like, so did you notice that at all, Jamie, or did your technique oh, not allow your shirt? Luckily, it was bad. I actually, again, need this implement because my sports bra came up three times. And like I was Janet Jackson out there, basically. Luckily, the camera was not on me. Like Susa caught a little bit. And when I went back and watched, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, like, would finish and grab my top and, like, pull it down. Wow. And those but are things I also you think that was. You're never going to know that unless you do that frequently, right? Right. Yeah, not, not good. <laughs> yeah, Jason Hopper brought that up. They brought him on to do some commentating. And he said, yeah, it happens all the time. And most guys go shirtless when they do them because they just don't want it to catch. So my shirt was catching, so I took the shirt off after the second round, but then it was just my sports round. I was like, oh, no, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> so it's real. So Hopper was dead on with his yeah. analysis. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so at the end of the day, um, we our top three are Lydia Fish, Ariel Sanders, and she's someone, and I don't know if you got to see her much. She dominated event one, and then she took ninth in event two. I think if she would have been in a different heat, she her P score goes way up on that second event because she was smooth, mm -hmm. but she was she had a, almost a half a lap lead in her heat. Yeah. So at that point, you just don't know, right? You just right. don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and she yeah. was in the second heat of six. Yep. yep. So I think that's where P-score really needs some adjustment too because these earlier heats have n no clue and you're at a dis much more dis bigger disadvantage than you are in normal scoring even. And then Lindsay Lane is in third and she's a CrossFit crash crossfit crash uh, athlete and do you think they have a, an advantage because these toys are in their gym and probably get programmed more than at other gyms yes yeah. 
I follow CrossFit Crash on Instagram and I look at the programming every day because I like what JR writes. They flip sled, they pegboard, they carry, they strongman, they handstand obstacle. So yeah. But I mean also so like yeah. it's it's not the games. I mean I get that. Yeah. But they they do have a competitive advantage because they do get to use these toys that other people don't. Yeah, I mean, the way he played with the workouts and such, like, it would be no different than if if I was programming a competition. Like, I may not have specific toys that I like, but I write things a certain way, right? Like, yeah. I like to do these movement pairings. There's always going to be a little bit of that. It's not a big deal. <clears throat> okay. So, and then um, Allison Yin, uh, who is one of my favorite people in the world. She's actually at, um, Alexis Raptus's training partner. She's in fifth. She looked phenomenal on that flip sled workout. She did. Uh, mm-hmm. Veronica. You said, what's up, Veronica? <laughs> um, and she won that pretty handily. Yeah. Uh, she looked really smooth. So, and then other people of note that we didn't mention was Hannah Black is in ninth currently. And she looked good on the sled and actually did much better on the run than I anticipated for her to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked good in that workout. And I would not have pictured that being one of her strengths. Uh, but she ended up taking ninth, sixth, sixth, sixth. in that event. So... Uh, good on her. Yeah. And actually, she's going to be one of the athletes we follow next year. She's already agreed to. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, so I've been keeping an eye on her. And then on the men's side, um, it's been James Sprague Day so far. Uh, and that final heat, I know you guys were out to dinner for the flip sled. Blistering pace. Mm-hmm. Like the entire last the entire last heat was on fire, which mm-hmm. was great for Max, which was great for Jack Rosema, uh, and James Sprague, and uh, and yeah, they look great. So, uh, the one thing I did want to mention on the men's side is everybody came in. This was Bill, Will, William Leahy, Bill Leahy, whatever you want to call him. This was kind of his coming out party. Is he going to make complete the weekend? Can we trust what he does? And I think he's been bashed so much in the last couple of days leading up to this. Like I, I want him to succeed now. Like I want him to like prove the doubters wrong and I want to see him do something. And then in that first workout, he falls almost the whole way off the wall. Insane. And, and, the pressure that has to be on him at this point because he, he knows he has to prove himself uh, was crazy. And he was trying to go touch and goes on those uh, pegboards and he, it cost him. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. In the second heat, uh, in the second event, he was in the next to last heat. He gets overtaken at the at, by... Daniel. Kutz. Daniel Kutz. 
It, his dad came on the air and said it's Kutz. Kutz. Oh. Kutz, Kutz. yeah. Okay. My, my bad. He was overtaken by Daniel Kutz, and there, there didn't seem to be a sense of urgency. I told Jamie the same thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little bit partial, so one of my athletes is decent friends with Bill. Um, I've talked to Bill a little bit. I... I have no desire to add to the talking crap train about Bill. I think Bill has a ton of potential. I would love to see Bill do very well. And I just think he's a young athlete and has ended up in the situation where people expect him to execute like a season games athlete. And he's not. And I think people should just chill the fuck out. Leave Bill alone a little bit let him grow and I think Bill has a ton of potential. But I think he's gonna he's gonna stumble. Like he's gonna he's gotta learn. Like everybody's gotta learn. Like you gotta you know, I tell this athletes all the time, like to learn how to pace workouts and when you're gonna fit like you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. We try to do that in training as much as we can, but it's gonna happen in competition too. And I think because of you know everything that's happened, he's under a little bit of a microscope, but I I think it's high time we just shut up and just let the kid, let him learn, let him do his thing. Well, before I shut up, I'm going to say one more thing. If I'm his coach and event one, if you stumble because you were aggressive, I can handle that. Right. I can handle, you tried to go touch and go. You wanted to make a statement and you fell off the wall. I can, I can deal with that 10 ways to Sunday. The lack of urgency on the last workout, I would have problems with. I think he was like redlined. I, sure. I don't think it was personally. And I mean, and, I, and, and his coach will know that. And, but Mike, I, as a competitor, like it was driving me nuts. The guy is passing you and the, there's no effort to go faster. Like sometimes you just know when you're beat. I mean, I also don't know if that's like, <clears throat> I don't know how many of those conversations he's having. Like, I don't know. I'm not privy to who's in his corner. And so, yeah. And I know, know those kind of things. I'm really good friends with Rudy Berger and Corey Leonard, who are in the Southland camp with, with Brandon and, and Bill, and they all love him. Like they all love Bill. They want him to succeed more than anything. And so because they're my good friends, I trust their word. I don't know Bill from Adam. I, so today I was rooting for him and I, I just didn't like what I saw in that last flip sled. And that's, it just irked me. Yeah. I mean, as a, I mean, I, as a coach, I can say that, if he was my athlete, I would have wanted to see some more urgency. But I, I didn't talk to Bill after the like I don't know if he was, you know, totally blown up or whatnot. So yeah. So um so yeah, the men's division, I thought that you've got people coming from the back heats there too. Uh like um Quentin McQueen uh came out of nowhere, put up a time that um, apparently beat Hopper's test time. 
and Dallin Pepper's test time uh, on that nice. flip sled workout. And Hopper said that that probably wasn't even, that would have been a workout that Hopper would have guessed he would have struggled on. So that was why. Um, so right now we have James in first. We have Quentin in second. Max Krieg, um, our guy from semis, uh, in third. And Daniel Cooch in fourth. Coots. I now I mispronounced it. Um, people of note, Austin Hatfield in sixth. Colton Mertens in eighth. Jack Rosema in ninth. Uh, uh, Hal Fisher 11th. Mike Needleman 12th. Ty Jenkins in 14th. Coming out of the team division, holding his own, uh, looked pretty good. Uh, Marquand, Mike McDonald, I interviewed him two years ago in the semifinal series. He's in 15th. Uh, Marquand Jones in 17th. And then Bill Leahy in 20th. Uh, yeah. The other person I was impressed with is Cade Myers. Um, mm -hmm. He looks undersized. He looks like he's not ready for prime time, but he's holding his own and he's putting forth the effort. And if I was his coach, I would love what's happening with him this weekend and just getting that experience. Yeah. Agreed. He is, he's definitely got heart out there. Um, and he just, yeah, keeps fighting through every implement. It's, it's a wonderful learning experience for him, I'm certain. And then the big surprise on the back end, bad end is Lionel Frankel. Lionel Frankel. Franco. Um. We met him uh, through the semifinal series, we, and then we interviewed him at, in Pasadena. Like, I think that guy has promise, but it just, and it's, it's just not happening this weekend. We'll see what happens tomorrow. There's a lot of, a lot of points on the table still, but yeah. could definitely say it's a slow start. And it kind of goes to what you said, um, Jamie, where there's a lot of zeros on the men's side. Yeah. A lot. In that first event, I it looks like 10, 10, 11 zeros. Yeah, I think like And then and there's certainly some work separation there. Like there's got to be points awarded for that. And uh and on the second of the second event there was only 3 zeros. So So that's just interesting. Well, I think it's it's if you got stopped on the pegboard, your time you capped, and then you were getting a zero. Yeah, which I guess I guess you don't want to get time capped on a workout because that is going to penalize you more. But I mean, when a workout's well, I don't know. A lot of people got time capped in this in this second one. That's what I'm saying. And James Frank did it in like 13 minutes flat or something ridiculous. Like yeah, his margin of victory was astronomical. So the, the yeah. first zero was at 1037 in a 14 minute cap. Oh, from the first oh, workout. He's talking about the second one. Yeah. Yeah. In the second workout, the zeros That's why. were 1821 was the first zero. And then the rest were all capped. I guess it's close-ish as a reflection of the two workouts. 
Judy, I did not understand this scoring. I I guess I assumed it was still basically Z score. Um, I don't know. I'm very taken aback by this scoring. I hope. I really hope he does. So far, I think he's just showed traditional game scoring versus the P score, but I hope he Z scores it too, so we can see the difference. I'm sure if people start asking him, he will. Um, uh, just to go back, Sestoval withdrew. I don't really know why. Um, it happened a couple days before the event. Um, we knew a couple nights ago. Uh, that he withdrew. Oh yeah, did, um, yeah. I thought I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn, um, spot on. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Carolyn says, "I still think people with different scores should receive different points. Multiple people getting zeros isn't right." Well, yeah. I mean, this P scoring is interesting because even on so Jamie's second event, she beat a girl by like a couple seconds. And they had, they both got like 83 points, but then Jamie got like 0.75 and the other girl got 0.39 or something. So it's like in a traditional five point scoring system, you know, you'd at least get five points or something. Whereas that, like, uh, you were, you're basically the same whole number. Like, I just don't. So it was 49.04. For Haley Mario and 49.36 for Jamie. Yeah. Like, it's like, is that, it's fine that the math works out that way, but is that useful? Is I, my question. There was a point where two people like tied, but one sled hit before the other sled. Kyle Ruth and, uh, um, yeah, it was in the, in the Masters Men, it, and they yeah. talked about it like, is it important enough to give like the half a second to the one person over the other just to get a few tenths of a point? And their contention was it was. Now, yeah. in a Masters field with a smaller field, is it going to matter? Maybe, maybe not. I think in a big, in a large field, it could matter. Sure. But I don't know. I mean, my statistician days are 20 years ago. Never claimed to be a statistician over here. Yeah. I actually worked as a statistician for four years of my life. Nice. Um, not the most enjoyable time of my life, but I did do it. <laughs> um, Carolyn Prevo says, I would love to see P-score results of the games. Uh, and see how the points shake up. So I think the problem with any kind of experimental thing, and they, they've talked about this even with Z-score, is if the athletes don't know it's in place and you like bag the end of the workout because you have a big lead, yeah. then it yeah. throws off what P-score would do. Um, so any kind of like study of that is going to be off by some error rate and probably a significant error rate. Yeah. Well, even the scores like later in the competition, because you don't have the penalty of, you know, 
checking one in for fifth, right? Or like sixth, like at the games. Like, you know, we've right. seen Matt, Tia, and like they hit the minimum work requirement. They know they've won the game. So mm-hmm. they're just kind of cruising in. They don't have that penalty in that workout of like, no, you can get five points. Yeah. Even if you get 10th or something, right? Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? And and Z-score could go negative, right? I, I don't think P-score can. I think Z-score can. Right. Because that would have, like, if you look at the Roman situation, it would right. have deeply impacted the end of the games on the men's side. Right. Yeah, we don't need to talk about math tonight. It's the weekend. So come on, Scott. I'm gonna do a math all weekend. <laughs> so we so you have two work workouts out of the way. Um, you have technically three tomorrow, but one is a double event. Um, no, so the way I, I let me rephrase that: there are two events. One is a double scored event. Not right? tomorrow. No, that's Mm-mm. not the back to back. That's no, that's, fr- the uh, final. that's Sunday. That's Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, that's the final. I've been staring at a laptop way too long today. Um, uh, so, okay, two events tomorrow. And remind us what they are. Start with the handstand walk obstacle course. And then we do the thrusters. And that is... Uh, so the handstand walk course is... Ramp, ramp, mm-hmm. hurdle, 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 hurdle. Yep, five. Hurdle, um, and then stair, stair, and that has yes. to. Yes. And each each apparatus has to be unbroken. Yes, twenty foot seg- segments. Okay, and then the thruster ladder is ten, eight, six, four, two. Increasing weights. Starting at 135 for the women, ending at 185. 175. 175. And on the men's side, I think it starts at 185 and goes way up to like stupid. 265. Yeah. I think it's 265. (laughs) But more men can handle the weight than the women from what we've looked at. Carolyn. Exactly. I actually like the more I look at this scoring, I feel like tomorrow is going to be a total shit show. So over under on zeros in the elite divisions tomorrow. I don't know. Ten. I. I bet 15 on each side. I don't know. 15 would be, I feel like that'd be hard to get kind of with, because what it's a field of, is there what, 38, 40? How many people are actually in? 30. Oh, 30? 32. 32 men. Is it 32 men? So you're, you're. 30 women, 32. Your median score is the 16th place person, right? And then. I guess so. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I bet we see probably 12, maybe 10 zeros on the women's side from the thruster workout, and then probably like eight on the men's side. Maybe six. I think we'll see more on the women's side than the men's side. It makes me not really even want to do them, if I'm being completely honest. Like, this is where Z-score makes sense because you want to, like, not get a negative. But if I'm just going to get a zero, what the frick am I even doing? I could, like, I could beat somebody and still get a zero. And that's silly. Yeah. Yeah, it. It's weird because, like, if one person, like, just flies through the handstand obstacle. Which is going to happen. It's going to be, like, a large gap from there to median. Correct. So then the zeros yeah. won't be much. Right? Correct. So, yeah. Gosh, too much math. I, um, I, I need to say congratulations to Kenneth DeLapp. Seven months being a member. Nice. Uh, People's Champ, excited for day two. Thanks. And she has to crush it tomorrow because she has birthday superpower. Yeah. We'll Let's be go. <laughs> uh, birthday superpower get is an, a PED. Okay. <laughs> so we're also going to eat more in the hotel's cookies tonight. <laughs> Hotel has cookies. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Are you in, are you at like an embassy suites? No. We're at a Mar uh, what are we at? Marriott? 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 Yeah. I don't really know where I am. I got out of the airport, Jamie picked me up and drove me here. So And I brought him a cookie when I picked him up. She did. Praise the Lord, because I'm starving. Awesome. Hi, Holly. All right. Yeah. And guys, Holly is crushing it. Uh, leaderboards out on our Instagram, flying out as soon as they're available. Um, event postings, all that stuff. She's just completely on it. Um, I Holly, make a Holly, make a full leaderboard of masters and individuals. We're all now you're asking her to do math. She doesn't know the formula. No, just straight up like list it like times i guess i don't know you know she's been working her fingers to the bone all day I know, and I I know. Know. her assignment <laughs> okay I, I wonder if tyler has a like a spreadsheet you could just pull the formula from i bet he's got all that under lock and key. i'm sure i'm sure yeah it's probably pr proprietary information Sure. As they're trying to make this to be something. Yeah. yeah. I think we're I think we're a ways. I think I could crack the code to be able to do something at least close. If Holly can put the, the leaderboards in with the times and scores, I can I can I know the formula. Yeah. Z score it for us, Scott. Let's go. Now that formula I don't know. I didn't pay. I really, honest to God, didn't believe in Z-score like the, when it first came out. So I just didn't even pay attention to what they were doing. 
I like the idea of Z-score. I'm not even fully aware of the differences between Z and P-score, to be honest. Z-score has to do with standard deviations and then how many standard deviations you are from the median, I think, in that one. Where this is like, this is much simpler. It's you take the best score to the median score, you divide that by 50, and that tells you like how many points per second or per... I see what you're saying. How many seconds are a point? And then that's how you like... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's it's been a long time since I've done standard deviations and then applied that to scoring and I'd get no sleep tonight. Not worth it. No. 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 Well, it's been a fun day. Um I, all the comments are that Jamie looks strong. She looked good out there. You know, I've been documenting your career for nine months now. Mm-hmm. I thought you looked as good as you've ever looked on the floor. Well, that's saying something. Absolutely. So um, I was so proud of you and cheering from my laptop. I don't know if you heard me. I felt it. I felt and it. I had major FOMO because I wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you killed it today. I'm going to try not to fall on my face tomorrow in the handstand walk. <laughs> you always surprise me. You always say, like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if, and then you do. And so I have faith that you are going to kill it. I mean, she outperformed on both the workouts today and what she expected and wanted. So. And as Judy Reed says, you have tons of fans. I still need to meet. There's a couple people that I still need to meet. But yes, I feel the love, Judy. You guys are wonderful. Like, you guys all comment and <clears throat> make, make Savon talk about me. It's nice. Well, Brian was talking about you being the MFC champ um, several times during the broadcast as well. Yeah, because it's both Travis and I, Flanagan. And I actually would like to talk to him tomorrow. I want to try to flag him down. Because I feel like that's something we didn't really talk about. I feel like he's struggling a little bit here, too. Um, and one of the things I was telling Tristan was, for one, I don't have these implements, right? But also, we spent the last several weeks prepping for MFC workouts while everyone else knew these workouts and was able to do something whether they have implement but like focus on these workouts and i had what eight days like yeah. i came home from mfc kind of trashed tried to do a couple little testers of this like i feel like i'm somebody that can adapt fairly quickly but like i haven't had like any time to and i don't have this stuff so it's just really just throwing me into this and i kind of wonder if travis is feeling like in the same boat like I just had to show up here and try these things. Yeah. That dude is jacked, by the way. His back are my goals. Jacked. I want a back like that. He, that would, he's impressive. 
Um, but he, he really struggled on the pegboards. Um, he's a big dude. That is a, yeah. that is a hell of an ask for two sticks. Uh, to, man, the bread, the downward pressure on those sticks. Holy uh, cow. It's no so, better way to describe that. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he seen, seems to be in good spirits. Um, but yeah, you guys, you guys trashed your body two weeks ago, and now you're back at it. So can't be easy. Yeah. But you, you were still crushing it out there, like in that mega field. You are crushing it. Thanks. And I love that you smile to the camera when you finish every time. I'm just trying to have fun, and these are new things for me. Trying. <laughs> Right now, fun. Well, we'll let you guys get some sleep. Um, when do you guys? When do you guys uh, start tomorrow? Ten. What? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think teams are at ten, and I don't think they're starting the stream till ten. There's something yeah, else yeah, happening in the yeah. morning, but they're not covering it. Yeah, it's like a community workout. Like I had originally tried to get Ronica and Tristan to do. Um, but yeah, it's this weird like gauntlet type thing. It looks sweet. They are not interested. <laughs> it probably would be a lot of fun. But... Yeah. 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 After being on a plane. Yeah. Just want to move. All right, guys. Oh. Have a good night. We'll be in touch tomorrow and awesome. uh, see if we can do another show tomorrow night because it doesn't look like the over under on Savon crankiness. I put it like 90 minutes tomorrow because he was, he was not doing an after show tonight. He had a long of, day. Yeah. Sounds like they got Peter swapping in for him tomorrow. So he'll probably be better tomorrow. Yeah. If, if uh, Savon gives up the ship. That's true. He might, he probably will. Uh, I don't know. All right. We'll keep rocking that t-shirt. Um, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Good luck and thank hang you. in there. Thanks, guys. And thank everybody in the chat, thank you for being here. I will see you guys in the chat tomorrow on the stream. Night, guys. We're about to change the game. We all get taken. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.